Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Okay, so uh, we were saying in the green room to those people that are watching live, we are going to start pre-recording Cash Call so that we can start editing this and making it like a real, you know, podcast and, uh, you know, uh, speeding it up, being more punchy. I don't know, maybe uh, our editors can, you know, Photoshop a little hat onto Brian or something, uh, but we'll be we'll be doing some post production, and so we'll be doing a regular posting schedule. Uh, for now, you'll be able to find the podcast on uh, my YouTube channel, which is Smart Sales Coaching. Uh, so we're planning to keep the same cadence. Wednesdays at three o'clock is when we'll be releasing the new podcast episode, uh, so you guys can look for it there. And we will link somewhere in here to the YouTube channel where you can watch it. Yep. Good. So I have a call. I have a good call today, actually. It's by one of our listeners uh, who has, this guy has been on uh, several of my trainings, several webinars. You know, I do webinars for FUB and Real Geeks and Ylopo and a bunch of other people, Red X. <clears throat> and this guy follows me around, always a great student, always listening, always trying to take uh, everything in. And we have a call by him today. And it's a little bit of a tough call. So we're going to listen to it. Now, this gentleman has an accent. He's got an Eastern European accent and he's in Texas. So, you know, there's going to be a little bit of headwind to begin with having an accent, especially, you know, in Texas, uh, which, you know, they can be hard in, in uh, other markets too. But uh, beyond that, so if we can look beyond the accent having an impact there you know brian honestly listening to it i'm like oh man this is kind of a tough one you know coming up with what we would do in this scenario so i'm going to go ahead and play it and uh we're gonna i'm gonna pretty much listen to the whole call okay awesome i'm excited to hear it yeah okay just give me a thumbs up when you hear it hello well daniel uh my name is I'm a realtor here in Houston. I received an online request that you look in what the value of your home would be in KD. Right. Right. So uh, how precise of the value you would like it to be? You want it? I like the question. Essentially, how precise of a value are you looking for? Right. I think that's a good opening question for a home valuation rather than a, are you looking to sell or refi? Uh, which, you know, in my experience can a lot of times be kind of triggering and get people to be resistant to you. I haven't heard this one before. I haven't heard how accurate do you, or the value are you looking for? Have you? No, I've not heard that script. Um, I, I agree with you. I like it much better than 19 seconds into the conversation. Would you like me to come over and sell your house? Um, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I think a lot of people go there and they go, gee, these leads are no good. Well, you know, you've got to earn the right to ask some questions here. Let's build some rapport. Let's find something out. Let's do a little discovery. And yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of another version of the same question it might look something like, Hey, are you looking to just get uh, an approximation or are you looking for a really accurate value for a particular reason? Reason. that might be a different version of the same thing but yeah i like it uh you know uh, along the same lines i was thinking um that i don't know if you tell them right now but obviously there is a there's sort of a different value between what a buyer would pay you what an appraiser would uh appraise it at for a refi so those are easy things that you could drop on the on the person hey i see you inquired about the value of your property i was just curious what your purpose for it was because 
there really are different values that every home comes up with based on what you're going to be doing. For instance, a refi would be one value, a market sale would be another value. So that might be just a quick education piece where you can do a pattern interrupt for them to get them to say, oh, maybe I should tell you what I want it for because I didn't realize there's lots of different values. Absolutely. Just an estimate or you need exactly how much you can sell it for? Uh, I'm just getting an idea based on what they were saying. Okay. We're not ready to sell. Okay. I understand. But you have uh, thoughts of selling though, right? I don't hear what the lead said. I, did he say not ready to sell? It was a little much. Not yeah, ready. No, he said, I'm not ready to sell. And then um, I don't love the question that the agent asked after that, to be honest. Yeah, no. So let me do that again, because I couldn't quite make out what he said. And because he said not ready to sell, I think that this uh, agent, I agreed, should the man asked what he asked. Oh, okay. I understand. But you have uh, thoughts of selling though, right? Yeah, we're saying, Brian and I are saying, don't, uh, when the guy said not ready to sell, don't go into, but you are thinking of selling, right? Just right. back off, right? Back off yeah, that we, question. We don't have the ability to tell somebody, especially 39 seconds into a conversation, you should sell your house. It's not going to work. Um, and again, I don't think that's what he was going for, but uh, it can be taken that way. Yeah, I think that what he was doing is, what he heard was, I'm not ready to do anything. And he wanted to make sure that the person had some motivation. So he was just going for motivation. Yeah. The problem is as salespeople, I know that we want to do that. I did that for a long time too. Knowing what I know now, if somebody says not now or not with you, you got to slow down and back off of it a little bit and you need to build some rapport with them. 100%. Do what? You have a you you considering of selling if the offer is right or if the situation right or what what exactly you're trying to accomplish. I try to see if I can come up with that. Hello. Downside. <laughs> said downside. You're breaking out. I could barely hear you. I said downsizing. Downsizing. Ah, okay, okay. All right. So you you live in Katie right now and trying to move. You staying in Katie or you moving somewhere else? Uh, no, we don't know just yet. Okay. Uh, how? Okay. Did you have an idea what kind of home you're looking for? Because I could help you find the home. No, I, I was just asking for is a rough estimate or what's the house to be. Ask for the house. We know what other houses in the neighborhood are sold for. Uh-huh. Asking your opinion. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So I think that this agent should have switched to building rapport long before this. Me the, too. Yeah. The prospect was getting, he didn't want to answer these questions. He already said, I'm not ready to sell. And the problem here is that the salesperson has the right instinct in terms of, do you have motivation let me find out about your story. What are you trying to do and why are you doing it? All that makes a lot of sense. But when somebody yeah. says, I'm not going to be doing something for a while, you have to slow down and and you got to pump the brakes a little bit, right? You got to reduce some of that, some of that aggressive sales tendency because they're saying not now and you can switch over. And honestly, in there, maybe 30 seconds ago, 40 seconds ago, I was thinking, tell the lead about you 
tell the lead who you are, how long you've lived here, right? Get Give some information so that you are creating a natural conversation that you can then pull information back from them, right? The law of reciprocity. If I tell you who I am, how long I've lived here and what I love about it, you're much more likely to tell me who you are, how long you've lived here and what you like about it versus me asking you very pointed sales questions. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because um, I think you see this a lot, Dale. We we have a tendency in sales, what I've noticed, is to be on one side of the camp or the other. What I'd like you more people to do is meet in the middle. And what I mean by that is there's so many agents who are afraid to close, afraid to ask aggressive questions, afraid to irritate the lead or any version. This guy's got no problem with that. He's just going to go bam, 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 bam. And, and there's value in that. It's just finding that happy medium. So... You know, I, I, I mean, I, I had an agent on my team and I was asking him a very simple question. How come you keep working with these same people over and over and over again and they're nothing is happening? Well, basically, they weren't closing. So, you know, when you're on a call, you just find you, you got to find that balance. And so the other thing I think which helps with that balance, and I don't know how you feel about this, Dale, but it's setting different possible wins for that call. So obviously a win is come over to my house and uh, list my house. That, that's a that's a pretty big win. Come over to my house, give me evaluation. That's a pretty big win. But what are some other wins? Hey, building a rapport with somebody, establishing a relationship so that down the road, because I wish that sellers were like, hey, I call 10 sellers and three of them want to list their house with me. That's not reality. We've got to build relationships. Sellers are long-term nurturers oftentimes. And so don't shoot yourself in the foot by being unwilling to nurture because, you know, hopefully you're going to be in the business six, 12, 18 months from now. Yeah. You know, I like to do this thing when I'm doing training. I don't know if I've talked about this on cash call before. A lot of times in training, depending on what the content is that we're teaching, I'll show an image of a car salesperson, right? On a car lot. And I'll ask the crowd, the students, I'll say, hey, if a man or woman, if you walk onto a car lot in your neighborhood and a man or woman approaches you, you're standing around the car lot, you're kind of looking at some cars, a man or woman approaches you, what's their purpose? No one ever says anything other than sell me a car. They say, sell me a car, right? Why do they say that? Because that's what the consumer perception of a car salesperson is. They aren't a transportation consultant. They aren't a friendly uh, family resource for transportation needs, right? They are a car salesperson and their purpose is to sell you a car. And this ties into the way that this lead is responding to this agent. The lead is responding to the agent as if they are there. Their sole purpose is to sell their house or list their house. And they're not ready. And that's what all this resistance is coming from. So you have to change that. You have to change the story. You have to change their perception of you. And recognize their perception of you. Recognize that they're regarding you as that car salesman or saleswoman who has approached them, right? Yes. And if everything that comes out of your mouth is, when would you like to buy a car? But you want to buy a car, right? You can see yourself buying a car. If things were right, you would want to drive a car, right? You'd want a nice car. Uh, that's what we're hearing this salesperson doing. And the prospect early on said, I'm not ready to buy a car. So that's why there's such a difficult conversation going on here. I'm just pointing that out for the listeners. I like to also say, hey, do you know who the only person is who ever forgets that we're a salesperson? Us. We. 
we're the only people who ever forget that we're a salesperson. The prospects, the leads, nobody ever forgets that we're salespeople. So I wanted to give the yeah. listeners that. So what I also heard, Dale, is so no one's going to forget, but let's not remind them. Let's not. Let's not. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm in sales. Did I mention I'm in sales? You know I'm in sales, right? If you want to, if you want to list your house, I can list it. Uh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so this really kind of proceeds in that way, and basically the salesperson ends up kind of chasing their tail. And well, let's hear it. We, well, we can play the rest of it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so why don't we not guess? Uh, I'm in Katie myself. There's a little bit about 20 it. years. I could stop by, take a quick look at your home and give you exact number what, what it could sell for, give you different options. The problem is he rolled, I'm in Katie myself and I've lived here for 20 years. He rolled it into a close, which this prospect is already very resistant to. So when we say build rapport by telling him about you, he did a little bit of it, but it was it was dovetailed onto a close, which a close is a very high pressure sales thing right right so why not when the guy said the house was in katie hey how long have you i live in katie how long have you been here yeah exactly. oh i've been here for 15 minutes okay or i've been here for 10 years oh really i've been here for 20 years i really love katie um you know and and if you have the accent that this salesperson has use it hey i know it doesn't sound like it by my voice but i've been here for 20 years how long have you been here right absolutely Just, yeah, play play it up. Don't don't try to avoid it. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm not in Katie right now, so. Not in Katie. Okay, okay. So, uh, what I could do, I could uh, do my best guess based on uh, a comparable analysis, you know, and we can go from there. That'll be fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, should I email it to you? I got. Now, instead of doing that. If the guy's not in Katie right now, right, wants to know the value of his property, an estimated, estimated value of his property, there's a couple of possibilities. This is either a second home for him, he's moved out of this home, or they're currently on vacation, or it's a rental, right? Now, if it's a rental, that's going to have a big impact on the value of this property and the time frame of the property, potentially. So... When he hit so, that, go ahead. Yeah, so that question, you know, I'm not in Katie right now. Oh, why not ask him where he's at? Oh, perfect. I completely understand that. Uh, with that in mind, are you are you guys on vacation? You know, are you, are you doing something fun? I mean, again, let's build rapport. Let's not just look for another opportunity to close. Let's look for an opportunity to provide value versus an opportunity to close. Yep, exactly. But, uh right all right that was the address right that's a good email address okay cool Don't and email. home i have right okay okay i uh, will do my homework give you my best guess without seeing the home and uh, when can i call you back to give you my findings never ask somebody when can i call you back suggest a time 
do a do an either or close some version of that. Hey, you know, I should have this done here in the next couple of days. It, you know, I'm just going to assume it's Wednesday. I know it's probably not. Why don't I give you a call on Friday and that way we can go over it, see if you have any questions, if there's anything else that comes up and see if you even agree with the value. So I've got, you know, I'll be available in the afternoon. Does three or four work better for you? Some version of that versus can I call you back? Because I can tell you right now, the way this is going, if I'm this lead, just send it to me. I'm good. I, I'm not interested in having more of a conversation. I didn't get anything. So make sure that you're, when you ask that yes, no question, one of the answers is yeah, or is no. Right. Can I come back? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, mm -hmm. I want the agent's tone to be a little happier. You can tell that he's not happy. Like mm -hmm. wearing his emotions on his sleeve. He's not happy that this guy won't let him take a look at the property in person. And he yep. makes sort of the, uh, the uh, I don't know what it's called, but sort of backhanded comment about not being able to see it or doing his best without being able to see the interior of it. Yes, I heard that too. Yeah, which, um, you know, it's just, it's turned negative and you can hear the emotion, the negative emotion in there. So that, that, that plays, you know, if, if you say no to a salesperson and the salesperson gets cranky, does that mean that's more even more likely that you aren't going to work with that salesperson so you have to hold that stuff back yeah yeah we cannot allow our negative thoughts limiting beliefs negative emotions to come through but that's part of our job and it's not always fun like i always used to tell people you can say whatever you want and whatever tone you want right after you hang up <laughs> right and I will, to be fair, everybody listening to this, it's not like I haven't, uh, you know, oh God. gotten pissed <laughs> and uh, and had some choice words for people in my uh, sales career, too. So but Brian and I just have enough miles down the road that we now know and can usually not do that stuff. I don't know about you, Brian. I still get triggered every once in a while. You, I've managed, like I say, most of the time um, I've managed to hang the phone up and then say stuff just get it out you know <laughs> yeah okay okay so is the morning or afternoon better um yeah morning's fine morning's fine all right well i appreciate it let me do my my homework i'll give you my best guess and we'll talk to you sometime next week okay yeah, that, that's how long it takes you to come up with the best one. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Daniel. I'll send you text with my information, so my name and number get in your phone, and we'll talk to you in a few days. All right? That is fine. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good weekend. Uh, okay. Here's what I noticed at the end. Both people seemed happier at the end. To get off the phone? I, I, I'm assuming that's what it was, but it, it just feel it felt like the agent finally gave the lead what the lead wanted, yeah. and the lead the tone of the lead actually changed. Well, I think it's also because the lead knew he was getting off the phone and wasn't going to be peppered by sales questions anymore. Fair enough, but so the question becomes: Is there a way to do that without giving him a hundred percent what he wants? In other words, what if we had built some rapport? And I don't know. I'm this is just hypothetical. What if we'd built some rapport, had a little bit of fun, 
and then went into that. And, you know, it's just something to think about. And by the way, I want to say this. I don't know this person. There might be nothing you can say to this person that's going to make them happy, except I'm going to get off the phone right now. But we have to try. You know, I find, again, I keep talking about talking about myself. Uh, and I um, I kind of call it like a be real or get real about things. When I run into resistance from people, and I can tell that they are regarding me as a sales, they're, they're looking at me as that car salesperson, right? And they're, they are resistant to me. I know, I know that what's going on is they're afraid that I'm going to make them do something against their will. Uh, they're afraid that they're going to have to tell me no and feel bad. Uh, they're afraid that I'm going to put them into a weird position where, you know, it's an uncomfortable conversation and they don't trust me. And so I'll call all those things out. Uh, as I go along until they finally break, if that makes sense. So I start very easily with, hey, you know, that's crazy. I've lived in Katy for 20 years, uh, even though my accent doesn't sound like it. I know it's nuts. How long have you lived here? What do you like about it? Now, if they're still like, eh, eh, okay, weird guy, weird guy. Hey, listen, I, I get it. All You know, you're talking to a sales guy. The sales guy is supposed to sell you something or make you do something. That's not my purpose here. I've been doing this for 15 years. I form great relationships with people, whether we ever do business or not. And I'm just genuinely interested in all the homes that get purchased or sold in this area because I'm a professional. This is what I do every day. That's why I'm curious about your home, because whether you ever sell it or not, I may have a buyer for it at some point down the road. And so I just want to get to know who you are. And I'm genuinely curious. Like, that's great. You're downsizing. I, I can't wait till I get there. Now I'm going to ask you a question, right? So the more you resist me, I'm going to do more talking and telling you more about me. And I'm going to be putting out these thoughts and feelings that you probably have going on in your head. And I'm going to sort of tee them up and knock them down and tee them up and knock them down to try and reduce the sales resistance. Yeah. And one of the things that we've taught over the years is current tense questions also relieve some of that sales pressure. So a, a current tense question for this person, hey, out of curiosity, you said you weren't in Katy. Um, is this a rental property or is this your, a house you guys live in? Yep. That's a simple question. Oh, it's a rental property, but guess what? Now I'm gonna go, I've got a complete new tact. Or, hey, it's a, this is my primary residence. I've lived here for 23 years. I love it. This house is amazing. Honestly, the only reason we wanna get out of it is just gotten too big for the two of us or whatever the case may be. Those are great questions. Remember the current tense questions. And the general current tense question is, do you currently rent or do you currently own? That's the easiest one when someone's a buyer. This obviously was a seller, so a different type of current tense question. But, you know, you could also, you know, when the person said they were downsizing, are you guys looking to downsize in just the land? Or are you looking to downsize the size of the house? Like, what are you guys looking to do? I don't know, but it's in Katy, Texas. There might have been a couple of acres with that property. I don't know. I didn't look at the Obviously, I don't have access to the listing, but uh, there's lots of questions that you can ask that are current tense questions that don't stress the seller out, don't slush the potential client out and really can break down some of those walls. You know, it's funny. Um, as you were doing some of that scripting, I was thinking about expireds. And here's what I was thinking about. How often does it work when you call it an expired and you just simply say, hey, I'm sure you've talked to 12 other agents today. I'm not calling to list your house. 
oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, that's that's the kind of thing. Like, I've heard that used as a script that works really well. Well, why the heck are you calling me then? Hey, right. you know, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, we're doing the same thing. You can do the same thing with somebody like this. But we have to have those current tense questions, those easy questions, those bring down the wall questions top of our head. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see, Brian, we got like two minutes left, uh, in today. I don't know if that's enough time for you to get through your call. My call is four minutes and 57 seconds. I'm going to be just a little bit short getting through it. Um, so, so, well, Dale, you know, in the last two minutes, let's just talk about what, what kind of things are we seeing in the market? What kind of challenges are people having that we might be able to just share real quick about that we could, we could help somebody with today? Yeah, so uh, a new new thing is initially it was uh, I'm waiting for the interest rates to come down because they're too high. Now it's uh, everybody's telling me the interest rates are going to come down. I'm going to wait for the interest rates to come down, right? Perfect. So so that one uh, is a new one that's just recently popped up. <clears throat> and then uh, you know we're still dealing with inventory issues that that I don't think are going to go away anytime soon. Um, I don't think you. You know, it's interesting. You did, I did a video yesterday on literally both of those subjects combined. And it's interesting that you bring it up. So clearly we're hearing the same thing. But yeah, so the ability to explain to somebody why it's better to buy now than it is to wait and why it's better to rent versus own. Like, I don't know about you, but two years ago, I didn't need to have a rent versus own conversation. Everybody wanted to own. Now we might have to start looking. And so I'm going to suggest, and maybe we can do a, a, a cash call on that, but what is the rent versus own conversation and how do we get people into that conversation? And then, you know, what's the benefit or what's the cost of waiting right now? You know, it's interesting if I, I did this math just for fun, $350,000, if you go from six and a half to five and a half saves you $125 a month. So that's an interesting thing. Is it worth $125 a month? Now, what's the contrast to that? The experts are saying that our that our market's going to increase approximately 5% in the next 12 months. So if you wait, you're going to lose $17,000 to save $125 a month. Or where else could you invest 100? What's that now? What's 125 times 12? Uh, you make me do that. I didn't do that math. So about... Uh, about fifteen, uh, about fifteen hundred, I think. Okay, yeah, because uh, if I was talking to somebody, I'd say, "Listen, you're going to lose seventeen thousand to save fifteen hundred. How much sense does that make?" Right, and that's uh, that math is right. right. I, amazing, I did the math in my head. But you, my that's thought why was, you're, that's why you're here. I'm not the math guy. So you know, my question to them was. Where else can I invest $125 a month for 12 months and somebody give me $17,000? As far as I know, I don't know any of those places. And any of our listeners know those places, please, please, please let me know because I'd like to invest that. So we'll, uh, we'll double down. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, that's kind of what I've got today. Um, da, 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 I would have asked. So, okay, cool. So, you know, Dale, good episode. Great call. Um, in many opportunities there. So let's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I will say this. I know who this person is. I've done training with him several times and I know that he's reluctant to make calls, to have the conversations. And I, uh, and hopefully he is listening right now. One of the things that you have to do is you have to have more of these conversations and then listen to the things that we say about it 
which is he needs to be more personable and a little less robotic and a little less salesy. I have mm -hmm. no doubt that this guy will not miss an opportunity to close should it present itself. The yep. man is a natural born closer. Okay. And being a natural born closer, he's going to have to, you know, practice being a little softer and making pointless small talk is the thing. He yep. has to and, and, and if there's anybody who can identify with that, that's Dale and I, neither one of us wanted to do any small talk at the beginning of our career. We just wanted to close and be done, close and be done. And, you know, uh, you can still be successful that way. I'll just argue you can be significantly more successful if you can learn to build rapport, know when to close and how to close versus just constantly closing. ABC, always be closing. That's more of a that, that's a more of an old concept that doesn't work nearly as well today. No, that only works in the movies. That doesn't work in real life, especially now. Uh, yeah, uh, I used to I almost I was almost so bad that I could have asked people, will this conversation get me paid? Can you let me know before we start? If I start talking to you, am I going to get paid or not? Um, nearly that bad, Brian. So I totally understand where this guy's coming from. I was at least a little more subtle, but not <laughs> much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm reformed. I'm reformed. I'm a recovering, uh, you know, always be closing guy. <laughs> nice. Well, awesome, Dale. Um, well, great, great call and great, great episode. And uh, can't wait for you to do the next one. Cash call, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.